Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, February 21st. I'm Jonathan All. For 30 years, the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra in unison chorus has brought singers from churches across the St. Louis area to perform songs arranged and composed by black artists. For singers, the music tells the history of black America. It's, it's something like that is what gospel music is for black folk, where you can look at its evolution over years and see our evolution over years. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports on the ensemble celebration Friday with gospel singer B.B. Winans. That's coming up on The Gateway. Missouri Governor Mike Parson announced yesterday he's sending members of the Missouri National Guard and Highway Patrol to the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the deployment will cost about $2.3 million of the state's emergency response fund. Parson will send about 200 National Guardsmen and up to 22 Highway Patrol members to support Texas's Operation Lone Star. Parson says he made the decision because of illegal border crossings and rising fentanyl exposures in Missouri, which he blames the Biden administration for. He says the solution is securing the border. We've waited long enough for them to do the right thing. The common sense thing, they won't, so Missouri will. This initial deployment, starting next month, lasts 90 days, but Parson says it could be extended. He says he's working with lawmakers to backfill the cost with a supplemental budget request. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. After a roughly 20-hour filibuster by Democrats, the Missouri Senate gave initial approval yesterday to a resolution that would make it harder to amend the state's constitution. Under the proposal, constitutional amendments through the initiative petition process would have to win both a simple majority of statewide votes and a majority of Missouri's eight congressional districts to pass. Senate Democrats, including Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo, repeatedly spoke against provisions in the resolution they said were meant to distract voters. You take the ballot candy out of this, this goes right through. Because at that point, it is a fair fight. Ultimately, some Senate Republicans joined Democrats in voting for an amendment to the resolution that stripped out all the extra provisions. The resolution needs one more vote in the Senate before it goes to the House. The Missouri legislature is considering a measure that would allow more testing for radioactive waste in the St. Louis area. Most of the uranium refining to make the atomic bombs in World War II was done in the region. O'Fallon Republican Representative Mark Matheson is the sponsor of the bill. He says there are too many unanswered questions on the location of hazardous chemicals. Legacy waste from the Manhattan Project's been bought, resold, moved around the area, leaving in its path radioactive contamination to the extent that we don't necessarily know every single last place that it still exists. The measure would also allocate $300,000 to the state's Radioactive Waste Investigations Fund. That fund was created in 2018, but Governor Parson vetoed attempts to put money into it. Former President Donald Trump endorsed incumbent U.S. Representative Mike Bost yesterday. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports it's a big development in the competitive race for the 12th Congressional District, which includes parts of the Metro East. Trump posted on his social media site Truth that Bost is, quote, doing a fantastic job representing the Southern Illinois District. He says he likes and respects Bost's primary opponent, former state lawmaker and gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey. However, Bost is the right man for the job in this race. In reaction to the news, Bost says he'll do what he can to get Trump back in the White House. Bailey says he'll continue to stand with the former president, even though he disagrees on this race. The winner of the March 19th primary will be highly favored in the November general election because of the district's conservative makeup. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is delivering his budget address later today, and there's one item that Democrats and Republicans are strictly divided on. Mawa Iqbal reports. Pritzker is pledging to allocate another $182 million towards Chicago's migrant crisis. This is on top of the $160 million the governor funneled to the city from the current budget. Republican lawmakers are staunchly opposed, saying this will end up costing Illinois taxpayers more. Senate Minority Leader John Curran says Pritzker should Stop the invitation, roll back the policies that have created the non-citizen welfare state, move away from the, the, your national stage presence trying to proclaim Illinois to be the most welcoming state in the nation. The governor's facing a nearly $900 million budget deficit. I'm Mawa Iqbal. You can hear the budget address today at noon on St. Louis Public Radio. For 30 years, the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra's In Unison Chorus has taken the music of Black Church to the Symphony Hall. On Friday, it celebrates its anniversary at Stiefel Theater, joined by gospel singer B.B. Winans. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the chorus has covered a large part of the black experience through music. Dozens of choir singers kick off their rehearsal at the Webster Hills United Methodist Church with a rendition of Born for This by singer B.B. Winans. It's an autobiographical song that celebrates how Winans has pursued his calling, music. Chorus director Kevin McBeth describes it as a contemporary gospel song that focuses on the joy and hope that Black Americans find through their faith despite hardships. There's a, a little bit more focus, I think, on joy and on the human expression and on the fact that God um, has taken care of us. Audiences can hear that joy Friday when the chorus performs with Winans. For three decades, the symphony's in unison chorus has honored the rich history of black gospel music, inviting singers from predominantly black churches and organizations throughout the St. Louis area to perform songs by African and African-American composers and singers. Macbeth calls the music performed by the symphony and the chorus gospel symphonic because it combines elements of classical music with black gospel music and spirituals. There's the, the addition of horns. There's a horn section. There's a string section. There's, you know, a lovely opportunity for, for, um, uh, for woodwinds to be a part of that. So you can't help but think about, you know, people like Jesse Norman. Kathleen Battle. And uh, Leontine Price. And 
all of those people who um, made the concert spiritual a thing. Uh, you know, they talk about taking these songs from the cotton field to the concert hall, and that's literally what happened. The show will feature two performances of Lift Every Voice and Sing, also known as the Black National Anthem. Macbeth says the version with the orchestra paints a picture of black musical history. The symphonic arrangement starts with African drums and adds gospel and jazz influences. Bridget Stiegel joined the choir in 1996. The song is one of her favorites to perform. For the world to know now that we've had this song and it means so much, should mean a lot to everybody, but it means so much to the black community. That's amazing. The chorus began with former director Robert Ray, who retired in 2010. He died two years ago, but his mission to connect African-American churchgoers to the symphony continues. That's how we recruit singers. That's Mary Ellen Bernard, president and CEO of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. She says the partnership is a big part of the symphony's community engagement efforts. We go visit these churches, and there's by extension a program to really nurture young professionals for the arts administration field with Amazon. So imagine like circles of, of engagement that, that ring through the community. The choir is filled with a range of singers from various ages and backgrounds, singing hymns and gospel tunes like My Soul is Anchored in the Lord. Johnny Gillings sings tenor. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. The choir's musical selections convinced him to join about a year ago. He sees a future with the ensemble because of how connected the singers are to each other and tell the story of his people. It's, it's something like that is what gospel music is for black folk, where you can look at its evolution over years and see our evolution over years. So for me, as a musician, I want to be a part of that kind of experience the chorus has big future plans and will publish arrangements through local music publisher Morningstar Music. Macbeth says the choir is determined to build on its legacy for decades to come. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cazares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. But today we'll wrap up with a little more music from the In Unison Chorus. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.